0: And Bienvenidos listeners And welcome to Uber Cinco The podcast game show Where we deep dive top fives Take your life vests, fire starters, sunscreen And leave them at home kids Because we are talking fun desert island items today I'm Brian Ernst, your host for today's festivities And in the den is Mitch Brinkman versus Nathan Hennenfent Today our contestants will reveal and defend Their top five desert island items For a comfortable castaway Host, I've gotten to sneak peek at both your lists. And I noticed, Mitch, you are definitely lacking anything uh, in the SPF category. And Nathan, no bandanas. And I don't know how comfortable of a castaway it's going to be for each of you. Oh,
1: (laughs) God. That was such a huge oversight. (laughs) At this point, I I take them for granted because they're pretty much permanently sewn onto my head.
2: I kind of (laughs) figured that... uh, um, that uh, of course clothes were just gonna be there so but just imagine me in uh, in head to toe plaid baby uh, you know, turtleneck all the way down. it's like it's, it's Christmas morning on my island so.
0: This is like if you if you got on a shipwreck and then you just kind of floated on a perfect uh, little flotation device that happened mm-hmm. to be there from from uh rama which is what those are now closed, or the Great Escape is whatever they're called. That floated you to this island where you found a perfect glamping settlement and you're like, hey, mm-hmm. man, there's a little store right here. I can just pick up all the little items I need and I'm going to go to my section of the island and then, uh, I'm going to enjoy this little uh, castaway staycation so uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be a, an interesting one to hear today.
2: Also, uh, we're we're not seeing this is on our on our lonesomes, right? Like we're just we're out here by ourselves.
0: Correct, correct. You okay. are not on the same island. Okay, good. There happen to be okay, two good. glamping islands within seven nautical miles of each other of this accident, and you guys are
2: okay, clearly if- able to. If, if I knew where Nathan's camp was, I would definitely uh, have brought brown paper bags and dog poop and a lighter. And I, I would prank <laughs> it every night. I would eat yeah, the, old, the old smelly ding dong ditch. How you doing? Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs>
0: and as a reminder, don't forget to stick with us until the end of the show where I, Brian Ernst, will give you my Fast Five send-off. Where I'll rattle off the definitive list of the top five failed Taco Bell menu items. And a quick message for our returning listeners, we love pleasing your ear holes and are always looking for more to fill. So please consider dropping us a review wherever you download fine podcasts and be sure to share with your friends. And if you have a topic or Fast Five you are dying for us to cover, head on over to bizbear.biz. That's bizbea R.biz to submit your suggestion. We may even battle it out in an upcoming episode. Again, that is bizbear.biz. And for you newbies, let us wake you out of hibernation with a quick rundown of the rules.
1: Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five
2: choice, we will move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber,
0: Uber stand up. Stand up. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber stare down is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. And as host, I'm entitled to institute a house rule for today's game, and I have to say I was deeply inspired, Nathan, by your card of mystery last week and disappointed that it wasn't able to be used. So this week I am introducing the three Post-its of Mystery.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Each has a name on it that if said, I will deduct one point from your ending total. Ooh. However, if both of you say said name, I will be giving you both one point. So it's a wash. Interesting. So if any of these names are said you either lose one point if you both say it you will gain a point
1: all right i've got i've got an idea of what one of them is i'm going to write this down just so i, I can steer clear of it
2: all right yeah. i'm also going to uh, make notes but just it, uh on my brain so you know
0: <clears throat> and that's what you should do mm-hmm. so without further ado i think Mitch you should kick us off with your number 5
2: Yes. Hello. Uh, I just want to say hello. Welcome back listeners. Thank you so much for coming back <laughs> one more time. Um, again, if, if, if you're loving it, tell your friends, uh, and if you don't tell us, right, we're just like a, like a three-star Michelin restaurant here. Um, let us know where we can do better, but, um, also we're doing it pretty damn good. So just enjoy. All right. My number <laughs> five. On my deserted Island must have list. Here is the Nutra bullet pro. First off, Nathan Brian, do you know what this is? Do you have you have you used one of
1: these? Have you seen one of these?
0: I have seen the infomercial. Yes.
1: Great. I I I remember stumbling into an ex girlfriend's dresser drawer once, and was am I on the right track here? Oh, oh. Uh,
2: same same RPMs, wrong drawer. Okay. I would say uh, it's 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 auxiliary use could be that absolutely. Um, But this is a is a delightful uh, cup to base a uh, blender system i have one myself uh, and this i'm gonna require the nine piece set so it's got the coffee mug handle you can screw on there the sports shaker bottle top for when I want to take my smoothies on my volcanic hikes or my morning forages for fruits and plump little piggies that i'm finding on this island uh, but what the what I love about this though is that on this island I'm gonna find so many fruits so I can eat the fruits of course you get you get that good fiber but some mornings you want to Put it all together. So a little water, a little pineapple, a little mango, a little, um, you know, on my island, there's going to be raspberries. I'm going to throw raspberries in there. Um, there's me seaweed algae. That stuff is super food. I'm tossing that in too. And that's going to be an incredible breakfast every morning when I literally roll out of my hut uh, down the sand and into the water. Um, I'll be super uh, energized by uh, this natural, natural energy. And then also at night when the sun goes down, It's great for blended drinks. It's great to, uh, when the sun's high uh, and your temperature's rising, to cool down with some with with an iced daiquiri, iced margarita, if you will, Uh, and that's where the NutriBullet really shines. And I know you guys are thinking this is the start of a long infomercial, but I, it's not this week. It's, that's not what this is going to be. So, um, but I just do, I, if, if I could endorse it, I could, cause I love it and I use it every day, uh, myself. So, um, this is going to be great. It's going to be something you wouldn't find on a deserted Island. So,
0: so you stumble out of this, this hut that you have either found Mm -hmm. perfectly intact or built Mm -hmm. yourself from scratch Mm -hmm. uh you walk out onto the sandbar where you have your of course your kitchen island that you've built out of bamboo and or whatever you have
2: with power yep
0: yeah there's a perfect 120 to 240 volt outlet layer depending on where your island is stranded yep and you're able to plug in this nutribullet forage and make Mm -hmm. the best either drink or smoothie to start your day
2: it's, it's yeah it's going to be incredible. Um, also, uh, I mean if I mean w- within the fridge that's in the, the the hut the freezer, I'm gonna freeze bananas. I'm gonna do like a chocolate coffee smoothie some mornings too. Maybe like almost like it's an ice cream. It's so thick. Uh, mm. But this is really gonna. This is a blend and go situation. You can blend it, take off the base right into the water, uh, relaxing, floating with the waves, enjoying a daiquiri. So.
0: And that's going to be nice, too, especially after six years on the island, your teeth rot you are not be able to chew solid food anymore. You can just <laughs> blend this shit right together, flow it on down the old throat gullet and uh, stay alive. You so, know what?
2: You know what? I, I, I'm so ready to live in the moment on this island. I wasn't thinking six years ahead, but you are damn right. That is so true. So, I mean,
0: so this is a, this is a longevity pick.
2: Yes, absolutely. So uh,
0: I, I'm down with it. So that gets me curious. Of uh, moving on to Nathan, what is your number five?
1: Well, well, mine's, mine's a bit different because I'm I'm being a little bit optimistic and I'm playing the long game in terms of uh, thinking that I will be rescued and that this isn't something that I necessarily need on the <laughs> on the island. I'm thinking this is something for some self improvement. So then when I come back, I'm a better and stronger and more intellectually stimulating man than before.
2: You're not gonna say God are you you're not gonna find God please don't say that this is, <laughs> well no, I <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one of one of the the, the men of this earth who has been been touched by God in, in an artistic sense and get ready for the pre- most pretentious answer I've ever given on the show. Oh my God. I'm saying the complete works of William Shakespeare And now I'm not I'm this is not something I'm gonna use within six months or 12 months or 18 months or probably within even two or three years because I have the complete works of William Shakespeare in my apartment and and I love Shakespeare, but it, the only time it came off the shelf in like the last two years was yesterday because I bought a new bookshelf and I moved it from the old bookshelf to the new bookshelf. <laughs> so like this is something like like today, like I'm distracted by my smartphone and by the TV and by the Netflix and the Amazon Prime and and whatever and so on the island like you know it's going to be sitting there and be like oh finally i've got all the time in the world to peruse the greatest works of the english language this is this is the moment you know mm-hmm. but then i'm gonna start building a sand castle or, or climbing a tree or in- invent a game where i make like paper airplanes out of palm leaves or something and so mm-hmm. but eventually time will go on and i'll have nothing else to do and finally i'll sit down and I will read through the complete works of Shakespeare, and then I'll be one of those guys when I get picked up, and they'll say uh, say to me like, "Oh God, this must have been so terrible on this island," and I'll say, "Be not afeared. the isle is full of noises, sounds, and sweet airs that give delight and hurt not," which is from the Tempest, obviously, <laughs> which which I will know at that point, and they'll yep. say, you know, like, "Well, well, I mean, God, how did you come up with that?" And I'll say. Me, poor man, my library was dukedom (laughs) large enough. (laughs) And uh, And from that point on, I'll have this encyclopedic knowledge of the bard's work. And I'll, you know, finally, after I've I've studied Shakespeare in in college and Mm -hmm. and I went to England and took a Shakespeare course. Nothing, nothing took. Mm -hmm. But at long last, it will finally have worked out and I will be able to at least pretend at parties that I'm a smart guy.
2: I think I think this is the moment when when the helicopter pilot feigns um, like a like a volcanic upshoot and a gas and he he claims he had to bank left very fast. He dumps you back out on the sand and just says never never found him. Sort of couldn't, sort of like
1: uh, couldn't like see where the, he was. There's a there's a James Bond movie where uh, James Bond does that to Blofeld and dumps him down the nuclear uh, <laughs> engine. That's, I can I can definitely see that me getting in the helicopter and all of a sudden just speaking in iambic pentameter and then they're like ah forget it and then just down. In the we go.
0: Yeah. I can't even tell you how much i have a pentameter was beaten into my head. I think it was either freshman or sophomore year of high school. We had what my English teacher called a beat off. <laughs> and she knew oh, good. She, good. she knew yes. she she knew our freshman and sophomore brains would would just love that. She's she like, jail no. now
1: no, yeah, so I was going to say my <laughs> keep it on my p- English teacher had the the beat off as well. And they they were just released six months ago.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it's still in my head. Good morrow, cousin. Tis the day so young, but noon struck nine. I me said hours seem long. That will be in here till the day I die. <laughs> it will not leave. So I, uh, I understand uh, wanting to have uh, Shakespeare's life's work with you. But yeah, I. I I got a feeling, though, you're going you're gonna to rip up some of that paper, either roll up some island herb or use it as some fire starter or wipe your ass <laughs> with it before those two <laughs> or three years get to there. So I cannot give you the full three points. I will give yeah. you two points for the complete works of Shakespeare and Mitch, because this is a longevity product. I'm going to give you the full three points. Yes. Can't wait to see uh, uh, suckled down some soft foods oh, many yeah. years I, down the road. I, I,
2: and also you you saying the word suckle reminds me if i'm catching one of those pigs and 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 there's like you know i i create a suckling pig you know you roast it over a fire for there's sure some, there's some pig fat left over toss that in the blender you know i mean there's only there's there's so many things you can create on the fly in in a blender and it's great you got
0: so. you got yourself a stew going
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly also all right. point of order point of order how many how many works are there of shakespeare
1: I think Come it was on. thirty-eight plays plus one uh, hundred and twenty-some sonnets.
2: Okay, so so Nathan's already done h- however many uh, top five lists Then just with that, um, are we are we just like throwing out the? Isn't it like three hundred items all all on its own?
1: No, it's I mean one I got book. it. I got it in one book. I can I can produce it for you. Oh it's, oh okay <laughs> okay, yeah. okay it's
2: one book okay okay yeah. all right I'm just. Yeah. I'm just a stickler. You know that. I'm a stickler and you, I love you, to you, win. So
0: you already <laughs> won the round and you're trying to make
2: yourself win again.
1: Oh man. This is why we huh? need
0: to move. No, Nathan, you give me your number four. Mitch, you take a break. Oh, oh my my your number four, Nathan.
1: Okay, so uh my number four again, I'm sort of thinking again about the long game of when I'm when I'm rescued and, and how I'm gonna improve then, myself. Wh- what
2: is this? We are on an island! This is not about going back to society. <laughs> what you kind of it.
1: You've got to have, when, it, when I'm on hope. this island The thing what? that's going to get me from day to day Is the hope that I'm being rescued Or else hope. I'll just crumble within to myself Collapse what like ki- a dying star
2: What kind of sugar coated lollipop Up your ass optimism is this I mean come on We are on an island here This is to pass the time I'm sorry, I'm sorry If this
0: was Lord of the Flies we'd kill you first
2: <laughs> I, I, No, I'd, I'd kill you in your sleep I'd be... I'm would be. i
0: Peggy. I'm coming out on top <laughs> Or bottom, depending on how you look at it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dead. Uh, He's well, I'm dead. I'm I'm going with uh, I'm going with my Bowflex. Well, oh, <laughs> the Bowflex. Yeah, am, so I'm going to be my, sculpted when I go back to society. And sorry. Okay. <laughs> my Les Paul guitar in its hard shell case.
0: Protected so from the sand, good.
1: Part of this is I'm going to have nothing to do but practice. I love playing the guitar; it's gotten me through some a lot of really tough times. It'll get me through the loneliness. Uh, you know, I've been listening to obsessively a lot of my favorite artists for a long time, so this, the tunes will be in my head, and I'll, leave, I'll have no choice but to recreate them. And then when I finally get back, I'll be good enough that people will not cringe when I pick up a guitar at parties, and that's that's the dream. See, when I when I was 14 the dream was to be Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin. And now the dream is, of course, for people to listen to me play for 30 seconds and politely applaud. So <laughs> things have changed, but but that that's uh, that's what I'm I'm going for. You know, I can I won't have an amp, so you know I'll have to sit on the edge of the volcano and get the acoustics just right. But I can while away the hours very fulfilling. It's going to it's going to be beautiful for me. But here's the thing in the hard shell case. I can only carry the guitar strap and a couple of uh, couple cases of strings and the strings are gonna, they're gonna break eventually. And that's going to be a problem, you know, event, like hopefully when I'm on my last case, the low E string breaks and I'll have five strings, but I can switch over to the old Keith Richards guitar tuning, which mm-hmm. will keep me occupied for another 10 to 12 years easily. <laughs> you know how much I love the Rolling Stones, but once I'm on that last set and I'm down to four strings, well, then I can just simply use the other four strings to strangle myself to death. So it's a two birds, one stone scenario. Uh, I know I went from optimism to extreme pessimism there, but I think this pick covers all bases. So that's my number four.
0: I was think something completely different. The spare strings, I thought like, maybe you could make some fish hooks out of them and go fishing and do this. Not. Nah. These, I can't play anymore. I'm going to kill
2: myself. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> this is why I encourage everyone to, to purchase products that are as high quality as something like a Nutribullet Pro. The, the thing no, just keeps no, on blending. Ha- no, <laughs> this is right. not happening. This is not sorry, happening. excuse me, sorry. Excuse I, me. as
0: host, am putting my foot down. <laughs> Oh God! You know what, Nathan? I like guitar too. I'm on. I'm on your side, Mitch. What is your bullshit number four? On. <laughs> oh, hey! Come
2: on! Come on! All right, here we go. Number four is it, it's it's the book, the book that every person says they've read and they haven't, or it's there, it's staring at them, and they know they should read it, or they should read it. I don't know. Um, Infinite Jest. By David okay. Foster Wallace, I'm, and now I'm 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 not gonna read it necessarily. Like I'll, I'll I'll intend to read it on the island. It'll probably mainly be like a pedestal I'll sit my smoothie on, you know, on my bedside table, or whatever. Um, but just in case pirates wash ashore, they'll see that and they'll know. Hey, this guy is an intellectual. This guy reads. You know, this guy has layers to him. This guy um, understands what end notes
1: are. Um,
2: <laughs> th- th- thank you, Nathan. Thank you. That's, yeah, a- it's
1: a, it's a, that's a very, it's a good. That's that's a very prudent piece of material about th- this you, book. Thank you, thank
2: you. And, and th- this will remind me of the constant guilt uh, that I've felt in the old old world um, of never having read enough, and so this will provide me like like a connection to home. I'd be like, oh, I'm feeling that same intellectual guilt I felt at home of never having read this book uh, that's sitting there staring me in the face. Um, and it'll forever be a reminder of what could be. And who knows, I mean, maybe I will read it. Maybe I'll get through it. Um, Can you know, I jump it,
1: in with a question? Do you have a copy of Infinite Jest in your apartment now? Do you own one? I do, yes. See, i that's, I, I, I did have one, which I yeah. then read, I read 150 pages of, Yep. And then and then I actually gave it to my dad so he could read 150 pages. <laughs> of, and, and there it sits at the family home, the pastoral home, and neither of us have finished it. Um, I've definitely watched like hours worth of David Foster Wallace interviews on YouTube, but I mm-hmm. have not even come close to finishing the book.
2: Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, I think maybe now, now now that you say that, maybe it's the greatest human relay of all time. You read 150, pass it off. 150, yeah. pass it off. 150, <laughs> and, sure. and 30, 3300 people down the road. It's finally finished. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's what, what is it? It's it's the entertainment. Is that's the that's like the book in the book. Um, whatever right. the f- whatever the fuck it is. So um, yeah. Also in a pinch. It's very thick. Um, I can use it to bash a a cute little piggy over the head and pop him over the fire. So, um, it's also an assault tool, uh, when it comes down to it, just in case. It's also kind of like nice pillow
1: size. Actually.
2: It could be also, I'm, I'm assuming my shack has a pillow, uh, you know, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, or, 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 I mean, there are enough, uh, a tree, a palm fronds, uh, Pine bows, you know. On, on my island, there's there's all kinds of trees. Um, that that would be a wonderful pillow. But but well, you are well, very right. You are really
1: well. Right. Well, a, well, a step stool then. There's there we go. A, yes, it's a hefty piece of material. Hmm. So, uh, so well, I, I do want to throw throw out quickly that David Foster Wallace and the book Infinite Jest is the subject of, uh, the end of the tour, which is the greatest, and as far as I know, only movie set in Bloomington, Illinois, where my sister lives. Yep. <laughs> 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 Uh, so yeah, the end of the tour, um, very captures just how boring Illinois winters can be. Uh, check it out. <laughs> yep.
2: Yep. Uh, j- j- just, like the people, the landscape just continues on flat and white. So, uh... <laughs> so
0: I'm gonna, I'm going to admit something to you boys. Uh, hindsight is 2020. Yep. This probably should have been an Uber stare down between the complete works of Shakespeare and Infinite Jest.
2: Eh, that's okay. No I worries. didn't
0: know what Infinite Jest was. <laughs> 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 so I was waiting for you to explain it to me so I can make a rational decision of what this is. I have never heard those two words said side by side my entire life. I have heard of David well, Foster it, it, Wallace, it, it obviously.
1: Gets, it gets even worse because Infinite Jest is actually from a Shakespeare quote. So...
0: This is uh, this is this is too much Inception that I can handle right now. <laughs>
1: I'll, I will I will tell you this. Don't feel too bad because a couple weeks ago when we had our buddy Alex Lovingood on the show and we had to do the Uber stare down. I was hosting about the two pairs of sunglasses in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I had to pretend that I have seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which I have not.
0: Whoa, so, <laughs> <laughs> that's intriguing to me. That that's
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. So, we, might have, uh, we might have to um. uh, clockwork orange your eyes and, uh, <laughs> and put that on the old VHS player.
1: It, it's yeah. not that I'm opposed. It's, it's just it's been one of those things where it's a movie that's been everybody's seen it so many times that nobody's ever asked me to watch it with them.
2: OK, they've already
1: right. seen it 20 times.
2: Here's the perfect way to watch it. It's Sunday afternoon. You've just had a big lunch. You're a little groggy, um, but but you have to, like, do some writing. So as you're writing, just turn it on and just have it there. And then that's great.
1: And then you've got it. All right. Nice. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. All right. Sorry. I, just, I, I veered us off course there. That was all right. I have to, I have
0: to score our number fours here. Uh, Nathan, you know, you're, you're playing into my, my heart and soul here. You know, I love the old, uh, the old guitar and knowing that you could transfer, uh, from Zeppelin down to Keith Richards and doing that in heaven is a nice Les Paul and a, a, a specifically hard shell case that would keep the sand out. I like that detail a lot. I'm going to give you the full three points. And uh, for for Mitch, um, I was going to give you uh, the the fair amount of points, which I thought was two, but then you jumped in rudely early and told Nathan that the Bowflex was an inferior piece of equipment, which is absolutely not true. It's a great piece of equipment. So I'm deducting a point. You get one point for this round. Are you. You you brought up infomercials with the neutral bullet, and then you're going to diss the Bowflex? Not okay. on my show. Not Brian, today,
2: Brian. Brian, what's a better total body workout in 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 half the time? Uh, total gym done. Chuck Norris, number one. Thank you very much. <laughs> How dare you question my knowledge of QVC workout products? Don't do it. Let's go. Let's move. It,
0: it Come was. On. It was. I'm just making that comment an in infinite jest. Okay. Can I have wow. your number three <laughs>
2: wow. Oh. wow. Oh. <laughs> Baby's first throw up. Look at him, everyone. Oh. <laughs>
0: I am just burying my embarrassing <laughs> naivete by segueing into your number three, Mitchell.
2: Well, well no, no. I, actually, I, I was going to say pretending like you know what infinite jest is when not knowing it is the most
1: infinite jesty thing ever. I feel like it's like it all works. There's, there's all like there's seven chapters in the book devoted to that from seven different perspectives. It's,
2: yeah, it's all bullshit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I haven't read those chapters, but I hear they're there.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh. All right, Mitch, your number three.
2: My number three. Okay. Um, this one. This one is like. So also, I'm assuming that like if I bring, let's say in this case, if I bring like the best cup of cold brew coffee, that's gonna replenish every day. Like I don't get one cup; it's like I just always have that cold brewed coffee, right? It's we're kind yeah. of it's a magical island. So the next the item I'm bringing here, which is gonna pair perfectly with my number five and and everything the island has to offer in terms of food and fruits, is uh, Ray and nephew brand overproof rum. Okay, I need, I'm going to need something to make daiquiris, mojitos, Mai Tais, or whatever concoctions I discover and develop perhaps a little uh, pig fat uh, daiquiri. Who knows? Could be delicious. Pig fat and pineapple. Who knows? Look at that. Mm. I'm, not, I'm I'm getting a little thirsty now thinking about it. Um, it's 126 proof. You do the math. Um, and <laughs> 90% of Jamaica's rum sales... Is of this brand of rum, so it's tried, it's true, it's gotten medals for um, literally. I can't remember the name of the association, but they gave this this rum like essentially the bang for the buck award, like year in year out. It provides good quality rum to to its drinkers. It's the it's
0: the, it's the cutty Sark of Jamaica,
2: exactly, and also very interesting that you that we mentioned Shakespeare here too. It was first distilled at the Shakespeare Tavern in Kingston back in the mid 19th century. Um, wow. Very cool, right? Okay, so this rum—it's it, a white rum too. So I'm mixing this obviously with any food I can get my any fruit I can get my hands on. Um, I'm I'm, I'm going to wait till the sun starts uh, uh, on its descent uh, to drink it. Obviously, it being you know uh, 63% alcohol by volume, but these these are going to help those those delicious sunsets feel even more deliciouser um, as the as the, the the tide laps my my legs. I'm sitting in the wet sand. Um, they're going to be beautiful nights and e- even if even if alone technically I'll feel like I'll have uh, a bunch of buddies with the stars looking down and my uh, ray and nephew overproof rum in my left hand so there it is
0: what a what a pretty sunset photo thank you <laughs> i could just imagine in in, in my in my wits mhm I'm not. I'm not gonna diss drinking. I, I, I'm like, if I'm on stuck on an island, I'm drinking till the yeah. till, till the pigs come home, so I can get their fat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. and,
2: and, and that's what, I just want to say, this is about being on a deserted island. It's not about preparing to leave. It's about being on a deserted island. To, okay, you, you know. can't
0: bash hope though.
2: Hope no. is a big part about
0: being on a deserted island.
2: But 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 some could say perhaps like I mean. David Foster Wallace committed suicide. He, he was not down with, with this bullshit world that put him in the in the constraints that it did. Being on an island, you don't have to do any of that. You just get to exist and be and enjoy, so.
1: Well, my number three has to do with hope, too, so. <laughs> 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 Although, before we move on, real quick, Mitch, you got 30 seconds on my watch. Yeah. Your Your island fruits, vegetables, and rum blended cocktail, go.
2: Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Ah, ah, oh, jeez! Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to find a, a, a sugar out of a tree maple. I'm, I'm going to make that into a simple syrup. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be brown. It's going to be syrupy. Uh, pineapples first. Mangoes are going in. Um, I'm going to find some wild mint somewhere. I'm throwing that in as well. Um, and also um, coconuts. I'm going to find some coconuts. Get a little coconut water in there. Blend it up. Uh, with some ice that uh, I find in the ice freezer, that's right there. Um, <laughs> that's going to be Six delicious. Seconds. Thank you. Uh, and and um, call it the uh, 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 Brinks Bay. That that's the what Brinks Bay. Brinks Bay. Bay. Yes,
0: That's adorable.
2: <laughs> Thank you. And
0: uh, hopefully, if you ever wash over to Nathan's Island, you'll share some yeah. of this oh, nice of cocktail that you've made. Oh yeah. All right, Nathan, let's give us some hope here. <laughs> Number three. What All right.
1: Yeah. This is well. This this is a two prong thing. This is this is on the one. This is something that's going to make me feel better every day, and also is going to make me look a little bit better when the eventual rescue comes. And this is uh, this is my ensemble. I will be wearing. This is my Hawaiian shirt, my Ray Bans, my cargo shorts, and my Panama hat and my flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I know what you're thinking. This technically isn't one item, but. I'm I'm six foot three. I like to wear a nice baggy cargo shorts. I figure I can fit all <laughs> the other items in the pockets yes. of the cargo shorts, and then once I'm on the island, I can unload and reapply. It's
0: it's one outfit. Yeah, we'll give you that.
1: So, so that's how you. So like when when nice. I get out of bed in, in my normal life here in Chicago in the year 2020, I get really excited when I put on my Air Jordans. I got my first pair of Air Jordans on my 34th birthday. And it was about goddamn time because Michael Jordan left the bulls when he was 35. So really got the wire there. (laughs) But you know, they, they make me me feel like myself. I, I, I I was poor. Yeah. I've also Um, never had a pair of Jordan. So I get it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, but uh, I
1: will tell you this. I've got a taste for it now and I'll sell it for nothing less. Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) but yeah, so I, I feel like, uh, if I'm on the island and I wake up and I put on my my Panama hat and my Hawaiian shirt and my Ray-Bans and my flip flops and my cargo shorts there'll be a certain thing where it's like I planned this. Yeah. This is this is where this is what I wanted to do or else why would I have this outfit? You know that's that's also the Panama hat not from Panama anybody tell me where it's from? Key West. Ecuador. I was
0: gonna say Van Halen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was from Ecuador, actually was popularized uh, as the Panama hat by Teddy Roosevelt when he went to do some shit at the Panama Canal. Anyways, that's interesting. Okay, that okay. that bit of knowledge is free boys. So thank enjoy. you so much. Uh,
2: yeah. Question, question, question. What style of Ray-Bans will you be wearing on the island, Nathan? Uh, of course
1: obviously from my favorite movie Ferris Bueller's Day <laughs> Off <laughs> but the Ferris Bueller version yeah
2: so so the ray-ban clubmasters or the wayfarers
1: whichever one is accurate to the question you just asked <laughs>
2: <laughs> those
0: are also two words i never heard before that episode uh, yeah, yeah. so really was,
2: oh gosh well man, I'm,
0: i i'm living in a suburban bubble i guess
1: yeah, yeah but, then, so- but then the the, the thing is so the second part of this is hoping that I get rescued. And so like the, the helicopter will come in and they'll see me and it won't look like, oh, yeah, I was on some three hour tour and got stuck because I'm an amateur yacht captain and I mm-hmm. washed up. It'll look like I planned it. It's it's like, oh, yeah, this this guy wanted this island hermit lifestyle. He's this sort of Howard Hughes crossed with Jimmy Buffett character where yeah. and, and they'll reluctantly drag me away. You know, not I'm not going because I'll die of starvation. Uh, I'll, I'm going to go home and be some sort of cult hero and they'll make a movie about me of this eccentric, long haired dude who wound up on the island and, and build this recreational lifestyle for himself, which will mm-hmm. entirely be false. But that that glorious Panama hat, Ray Bans, flip flops, Hawaiian shirt and cargo pants will help me carry off the lie into the sunset.
0: Who who will play you, Nathan, in this movie they make about you and your stay? On the island.
1: Oh, God. I'm going to say... Rich, Richard Kind. Uh, no. <laughs> Richard Kind would be good, actually. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of tall actors. Tall, long... Well, I mean, it, it, we, we could do a, a realistic version and then my fantasy version. My Go fantasy version, Jason Momoa. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> Fancy, yeah. And then in the, the, the fantasy version... Um, <laughs> Hold for editing. I can't think of one. <laughs> Do you guys want to jump in here? I, uh... Okay. I
2: have a question. Um how how long was Jason Momoa on your list of items to bring to the island?
1: <laughs> he's number he's number eight through thirteen. Okay, good, 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 good.
0: <laughs> Thank um, God it's the top five list.
2: Yeah, because I was thinking about it and I was like, I would love to bring, you know, like my girlfriend, but I was like, oh, but she's a human and I don't own her, so I can't just be like, you're mine, let's go to the island. Um but also, so in this situation, w- with this outfit you're 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 doing on your island, instead of helping the sand, are you writing like, "Who's hungry?" or like, "Do you want to come for a barbecue in the sand?" Like, what's the uh, what's the message? Brots I'm gonna ob- write. I'm gonna
1: write. <laughs> I'm gonna Brots write. Brats or dogs. Margarita <laughs> o'clock. <laughs>
0: uh, is there anything I'll, I'll ask uh, Nathan a question? I'll ask Mitch a question. Is there anything you would hope to wash up ashore? While you are on this desert island, something that would make it either less lonely or something like that. Is there anything you'd be expecting to wash up, either from your wreckage or something that you could just really, really use on the island?
1: I mean, so, I would. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mitch. Oh, uh, I, I would say I right away.
2: I'm thinking because the most recent thing I was talking about was, you know, the rum and everything and having the blender and making. I I, I love beverages, too. Um, <laughs> not just alcoholic but also like regular i I'm a, i love coffee i love water i drink a lot uh I, I drink a lot of water every day so but beverage is a big thing for me so if if a uh, like an airliner's um uh, uh uh like beverage cart washed up with like you know 300 little mini bottles of all these different kind of flavors going on uh cans of of sodas of all different flavors juices i think i think that'd be a pretty nice little treat for my setup so
0: that would be and it would probably float right over that would be nice it
2: nathan? would it would be
1: wonderful
0: what'd you have nathan what would you uh, be expecting to float up on your island other than an ambulance to save you
1: yeah hold <laughs> hold, hold for ambulance and fire truck Gosh. i live down i live about 100 yards from a fire station so this is the occupation what area. what
0: a stocked island that is impressive yeah. that you have the infrastructure wow. for that
1: yeah your oh, island
2: God. is stocked <laughs> with hot dudes <laughs> <laughs> You win, give them all the points. Give them all the points. People to talk to, people to climb. okay.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so what the, the question was like something I would want to wash up ashore, right yeah what, what would you want oh, to- I think I would think the classic message in a bottle of somebody saying like where they are and what they and then I would return it to them and my return message, I would just write new phone, who dis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. That's pretty good. Number twos, we just had... No, that was number threes from you boys. Yep. I am way off. Uh, Give it...
2: Score also, us up. Score that us was up. A happy,
0: that was a happy round. I'm giving two points to both of you. That was a great round. Wow, thank you. I'm not even going to debate it because I'm too happy with it. And I'm too eager to get to your number twos. Cool. So, uh, Mitch, let's go with your number two.
2: Okay, so my number two um, is a Harmonium, mm. which is more portable than a piano, And it sounds kind of like an accordion. It's kind of in between. Um, And I am not a – I would not call myself a musician, but I love music. I sing all the time in the house. Um, I would spend so much time on the island singing to myself, singing new songs, singing songs I hopefully remember. And I would put this – I would – Dunk it right in the right where the surf comes in and be right on the water's edge. Again, this was like all these things kind of work perfectly for a great day. Beautiful rum drink, um, sunset, uh, harmonium. You know, playing playing that uh, playing some chords and singing. You know, like and the. Island breeze takes me away, or, you know, and <laughs> then the sun tucks me in at night. Imagine anything you've seen on Charlie Day's Instagram account—him, him, him <laughs> doing songs. That's that's my fantasy. Just singing songs to the to to the night skies as the as the salt seas take them uh, take them away, and uh, and hopefully, you know. Much like a message in a bottle, hopefully people hear the reverberations on on other nearby islands, um, and then of course you got to continuously wet your cords with a fresh pineapple daiquiri uh, between verses. Um, but yeah, no, just just watching the sunset, the ocean, the oranges, the pinks, the yellows dancing, you know, across the waves, and um, just like you know that that, that warm breeze, uh, you know, th- that's another thing that I was thinking about too. When you're sleeping here, you never have to have a blanket. It's warm. You know, it's like, it's just, it's just always comfortable, so.
0: That's nice. And then you get to learn the song from Napoleon Dynamite. You get to play music for a found harmonium. What's better than that?
2: There it is. Yes. Beautiful.
0: So you get to have that to to lullaby you to sleep every night.
2: And the, the other thing, too, is like, I'm going to have to learn how to play this, obviously, just by ear or whatever. Yes. and And memory. And I- <laughs> <laughs> oh, and memory, but 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 also like I I love that and, and I'm okay with that, and there will be endless endless time to get better at this and to create music, create songs, to f- to forever be creative, to use my voice, like my hands, everything. So yeah, that's that's my yeah. There it is. There it is. Can I can oh,
1: I like pose it. a can I pose a quick question? Just a, sure. a rapid lightning round question. All three of us. Sure. Uh, your all time great sunset song. To to listen to while watching the sunset on a beach. Ooh, I'll go. I'll go sunset. first. Go ahead. Led Zeppelin, obviously. Down by the seaside.
2: Mine is a rumble by Link Ray.
1: Oh, nice. See, yeah. my
0: brain immediately went to my favorite song, and it would be a depressing song for a sunset, which is "Ooh that's La okay. La" by The Faces.
1: Oh, that's a great. That's a no, great that's answer. Incredible. That's incredible. That's great. Song,
0: but I don't know if I want that. Like to end my day but it's a great it's a, also a great can we song.
1: name who is saying lead vocals on that song one time for the people at home
2: <laughs> Mr. Ronnie Rod. Wood uh,
1: Ronnie I was
2: going to say Rod Stewart but uh, no. it's not oh, yeah. okay.
1: Rod Stewart was lead singer of the faces but your boy Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie Wood, Wood of the Rolling Stones sang lead on that song
2: hell yeah
0: one of the greatest songs of all time goes to Mr. Ronnie Wood um what the hell are we at <laughs> I need to get your number two, Nathan. That was my number two, Brian.
2: (laughs) Sorry. Where the hell we
0: at? My brain exploded.
2: I started falling down an ooh-la-la loophole this it, that's so island because I would imagine if I ever met anyone on the island that might be the first thing to hear them say is where the hell are we at? and then you know, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan comes crashing through the forest like, like the fucking hey. Kool-Aid man that's, that's yeah. the
1: first that's the first line of the pilot episode of the series of you living on the island
2: <laughs> where the hell are we? <laughs> and then and then and then I say like Daiquiri Town and you're like
1: great <laughs> yeah woo and you're in fill me up yeah <laughs>
0: All right, Nathan, you're number two.
1: All right. Well, well, Mitch already pointed out that it would be a pretty dark and disturbing idea to bring a human being uh, free, you know, without their free will, their own volition onto the island. And that that would probably be a pretty irresponsible and borderline inhumane route to take with this. So for my number two, I did choose to take a, a certain person. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm gonna. It's gonna be some lonely nights there around the campfire. A sunset is a sunset's only as enjoyable as the company you keep while you're looking at it. Did you find
2: a uh, one of those high level uh, Japanese um, dolls that sell for <laughs> in, the, oh, was, in the in five is, figures?
1: This is a this is a living breathing legend. I need I need a, a raconteur. I need a master of lore. I need someone to entertain me oh, on those man. long, pensive evenings. I'm so pissed off. Uh, I, I'm going <laughs> to sit around the fire that I've built out of the palm trees and lobster shells and, and gumption. And I'm going to drink my recycled urine, Pinot Grigio, and uh, listen to this man tell his stories. I'm, of course, talking about 1980s and 90s sitcom legend Mark Lynn Baker. <laughs> <laughs> So wow. you you know him you know him as the guy who played uh Larry Appleton in Perfect Strangers, in which uh for those of you who don't know, he was a guy who had to live in an apartment with a relative who was, and uh are you ready for this? The relative was from a foreign country. Can huh? you imagine? Like, I mean, how <laughs> hilarious is that? Like, an American interacting with a person who's not an American Oh my god. And I mean yeah, they got eight seasons of material out of that. So I, you know,
2: wait, 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 The hey. person's not just from like Nebraska; they're from a, another country.
1: They were from outside the borders of the oh contiguous goodness. forty-eight states. Who
2: yeah. oh, let them so, in? So Canadian,
1: Canadian. They were <laughs> Canadian. A, he was. He was from Eastern Europe. Oh, I believe a fictional Eastern oh. European country.
2: I've heard that. I, I've heard the country of Eastern Europe is beautiful
1: during the fall. I, I've it, heard. You know, <laughs> isn't it Peter, isn't
0: it Peter O'Toole?
1: Uh, he, he was in a movie with Peter O'Toole. Yes. Uh, which apparently which Peter O'Toole plays like uh, a drunken uh, former big star of enormous Hollywood productions who just can't get his life together because he's constantly drinking and living the past. I don't know if it was a documentary or not, but it looked okay. the trailer looked uh, worthwhile. But uh, so also Marklin Baker, uh, his Wikipedia page shows him a picture of him at the 1987 Emmy Awards buffet, not the awards, <laughs> but the buffet. So I mean, think of think of the great stories he could tell me. Uh, I mean, he could tell me how great the shrimp cocktail was, and that's going to be huge because I'm I'm allergic Ooh. to shellfish and i'm sure. going to be catching all sorts of shellfish. Shellfish are just going to be rolling all over me on this island, but i'm That's not going to be able to eat all of them. But i've got Mark Lynn baker here who's had 1987 Emmy's shellfish and mm-hmm. he can just describe it in detail so i won't feel like i'm missing out at all. Um <laughs> oh and also God. he's going he's going to be able to tell me stories about like when he was a guest star on on Full House where uh oh so much did, cocaine. He, he played <laughs> he played uh he played Uncle Jesse's uh, brother-in-law and he, his, his catchphrase in that episode was small joke and I didn't Ooh. do any research on this <laughs> I'm literally do, saying this from memory from 25 years ago but it was like he would he would say something really insulting and then make the little pinch small gesture joke. with his finger and say small joke <laughs> and, uh, and then ev- eventually at the end Uncle Jesse turned the tables <laughs> on him and had a big zinger and he said small joke and then the crowd went wild um oh, but then he also he also did a guest spot on family matters this man oh, was classic. the king of the king of uh TGIF. but when he did a guest spot on family matters he played uh the boss of harriet winslow and wow. family matters actually started as a spin-off of perfect strangers so this man played not one but two characters in the family matters universe <laughs> the greatest show ever set in chicago so I can't think of anyone I would rather spend an eternity on a desert island with than Mark Lynn Baker. Wow.
2: Also, the only person to spell Lynn with one I and two N's.
1: That's yeah, right. it's
0: pretty interesting.
1: Interesting.
2: Is that yeah. hyphenated, Mark Lynn?
1: Lynn or no, is it, Lynn Baker. Lynn Baker is hyphenated.
2: Oh, Lynn Baker. That's what it is. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay.
1: <laughs> also, he has that wonderful he had or that he wonderful had some... in the eighties the, the 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 like the permed mullet hair. Yeah. That was like People saw him with this perm mullet and they said, we gotta get this fucking guy on TV right now. That's gotta happen.
2: <laughs> that was, I mean, if the photos I've seen of Santa Monica Pier from the 80s, people rollerblading in like neon green shorts and perms, perm mullets. It's mm. incredible, it's incredible. The amount of confidence you had to have to, to, to pull that off, just, you know, that hair, it was, it's, it's beautiful. hair, it's, it's beautiful. the 80s. It's beautiful, yeah.
0: All right. It is score time here for round two. Mitchell.
2: Oh, my gosh. So it, serious. Oh, it's been, oh it's, referee. It, it's oh, been, boy. Ref it has man. been my dream yes. for
0: you to learn an instrument so we can finally start a band.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I, I would love to. Ooh.
0: So Ooh. with Nathan on lead guitar, I will take on rhythm for you to play the harmonian and hopefully some background vocals for us. I'm giving you three points because my dream has been fulfilled. <laughs> Nathan sorry. I was gu- I was going to give you going to give you 2 points but then I decided that I there's nothing worse than I would rather have than somebody saying sitcom catchphrases in my ear for all eternity <laughs> so I can only give you 1 point for Mark Lynn Baker
2: If I get
1: uh, oh, Nathan if Mark if you're listening at home I'm sorry
0: <laughs> small joke <Nate>. forever <laughs> Forever, every time when you wake up, oh man, the fire went out. Small joke. <laughs> oh, I put some, cra- I put some crab meat in your morning food. Small joke. <laughs> I don't think that would work so too well uh, after a couple of months stuck with Marklin Baker. Oh man, you're a,
2: you're a selfish, awful friend. Small joke.
0: <laughs> uh, since you got the short end of the stick on that one, Nathan, uh, why don't you give us your number one?
1: Okay, uh, number one, I'm going with, this is something I actually own. This is my comically oversized golf umbrella. <laughs> so, wow, I've several, seen this thing.
2: Wow, I am so, wrapping this up. This is gonna be mine
1: again. I'm winning this, oh, I'm winning this.
2: Oh, I love it when I get this kind of confidence going into my number one. Sorry, keep going.
1: <laughs> so uh, so some years ago, uh, I, I wanted to go on a hike and I was heading off to where the hike was going to take place. And then- This, uh, is,
2: this is so specific, I love this, this is great.
1: The, the rain clouds <laughs> started forming and I, I realized I had left my umbrella at home. Terrible planning, awful. So there was, mm-hmm. a, a like I think it was a target that was nearby. And so I pulled off into the, uh, the parking lot and I ran in and I was like, where's your umbrellas? And they were like, Egh. they pointed generally in the direction of the umbrellas. So I sprinted over, I grabbed the first umbrella I saw and then I bought it went over the trails, got out, took out the umbrella and then uh, started raining. So I opened it and I have never been more surprised by the sheer size of anything in my entire life. And if we had been recording this seven or eight years ago, this is when I would have made the joke. And now I know what women feel like when they go on dates with me, but I'm much more mature now. So I'm not gonna make that <laughs> joke. That is not something I'm gonna say. Ha ha ha, <laughs> ha 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 ha! Yeah. Sorry. Okay. But anyway, this 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 umbrella <laughs> I have is is unbelievably outsized. Like I I I can't carry it around the streets in Chicago. One time, I literally I literally had it with me on a rainy day in Chicago, walking down Irving Park Road, and uh, like some rain had come up pretty suddenly, and I had four people who I'd never met before, just strangers on the road. They just like saw me and just kind of joined me underneath the umbrella and walked with me to the train station like none of them asked permission just one of them like came up and was like just gave me this look like is this okay and i was like well i guess and then just another and another until i was literally carrying a small herd of human beings (laughs) under this umbrella um so anyways I, i i i digress so i'm bringing this like I know we've stayed away from practical applications, but uh, Mitch and I both are of the. Uh, uh, well, we're two of the whitest people who've ever lived, <laughs> so I get the I get the yeah. bonus here of like we could take a fifty-five gallon oil drum full of sunscreen, and that would not be enough for two weeks. So nope. at, at least nope. I've nope. got this. Uh, at least I've got this umbrella with me. I mean, like, I, I remember I went, I I was on a vacation with some friends some years ago, and we were out in a boat, and everybody. <laughs> freaked out at one point when i i took my shirt off and they saw my back and how red it was and they were just in horror and i was just like yeah this is what happens every time i go outside guys (laughs) (laughs) but but what i'm really but what i really want this this magic umbrella for this takes me back to uh something i saw when i was a kid when i watched sesame street and there was a clip with elmo (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter, there, Mitch. This is I going thought- on a wholesome route. This is a wholesome section of the show.
2: <laughs> I said I thought you were going to say Mary Poppins. I feel like that's oh, okay. that's yeah. that's the that's the umbrella <laughs> reference. Okay, sorry, right, Keep going. right,
1: my bad. Um, no, so I, I saw this when I was literally like four or five years old. It was on Sesame Street. It was Elmo, and Robin Williams was the guest. And did he uh, steal?
2: Did did he steal all of Elmo's jokes? <laughs> sorry, no. sorry. Keep going.
1: <laughs> so Robin Williams was on the show, and he he comes up to Elmo, and he's he's carrying he's just carrying a stick, and he he Elmo asks him like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Well, here's all the different things that you can imagine that this is," and uh, it was a very sweet thing.
2: Oh, Elmo, there's lots of things you can do with this stick. You can start off. You can be playing baseball in the World Series. <laughs> Hit it over the fence and
1: realize I'm the one. Well, maybe you can be playing hockey. <laughs> Shoot at the goal. <laughs> be the goalie. <laughs> oh, I saved it. I saved it. Oh, maybe you can also be playing basketball with manu Bull. Yeah, and you dribble past it and score. Yes. Or you can be at the Olympics, throwing the javelin. It's always stuck with me. And then years later, when Robin Williams died, I I hadn't seen it then, but I, I looked on YouTube and I found it. So yeah, the, the thing is, I'll have this umbrella, and it's going to be my lightsaber when I'm fighting against Sith lords. It's going to be my my scythe as I, I cut through the brush. It's going to be my Beretta 92F when I'm Bruce Willis and Die Hard. It's going to be my my microphone when I'm Mick Jagger, and it's <laughs> going to be my staff when I'm when I'm Gandalf, and it's going to be my my pointer at the chalkboard when I'm a lecturer at Harvard discussing the ontological differences between Soren Kierkegaard and Friedrich Nietzsche. It is, this will be my best friend. And I mean, obviously, eventually it's going to devolve into where it's going to in some form be a sexual partner. I haven't, I don't know how that's going to happen, but we all know it's going to lead there eventually. But (laughs) all I need is my gigantically oversized comical golf umbrella. And in that one item, I will have everything that I ever dreamed of and I need nothing else. And that's why it's my number one. Wow. Wow.
0: See, I like that sweet approach because you're definitely going to need something to keep away the uh, uh, the mental demons of being alone on an island and not being able to talk to anybody or do anything. So making, taking this small piece from your childhood and making it uh, reappear again, I think is a, I agree, it is a very wholesome answer and I like it.
1: Yes, the wholesome answer of me probably fucking an umbrella. <laughs> I,
0: was gonna, I was like, what do you mean a wholesome answer? What are you talking it about? It was until we got there. And I know Mitch was going to ruin it anyway, so let's move on to his number one so
2: we What can do you mean see? ruin it? And what? I yeah you're like you're like that was very wholesome and I agree <laughs> fuck uh,
1: fuck all your umbrellas when it comes who <laughs> um, <laughs> was that who, who <laughs> was that impression of was that Walter Cronk? <laughs> That's
2: I, yes I, mean. I don't know fuck. Sure, <laughs> sure sure
1: sure <laughs> uh, yes okay I was looking so,
0: over the the fucking a stick part but <laughs> let's move on to. <laughs>
2: Uh, guys, guys, also we're on a beach, so you just make a little hole, put a little sand in there, or, or you're gonna wake a up one water. Day and Sorry, accidentally
0: you're gonna wake up and accidentally fuck your neutral bullet, and then who's gonna be <laughs> laughing now? No, I
2: won't no, no, no. I mean, who knows? But yeah, okay, number one, <laughs> here we go. Um this one. Uh, this, this I learned something about, actually, and you guys are going to learn a little something too. So it's a little science-y off the top, but then I'm going to explain why this is going to be so incredible. So this, my number one item, is the perfect bat. okay. And I learned that uh, through a, uh, this process, you can create wood that is far stronger than its normal state. So uh, you boil wood in a solution of sodium hydroxide and sodium sulfite. It's a chemical treatment similar to the first step in creating wood pulp used to make paper. It partially removes uh, lignin and hemicellulose, but it largely leaves the wood cellulose intact. So the second step is you compress the treated wood until its cell walls collapse, then maintaining that compression as it's gently heated. Then the pressure and heat encourage the formation of chemical bonds between large numbers of hydrogen atoms, yada, 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 yada resulting in incredibly strong wood that can stop bullets, is basically indestructible, does not get scratched, and is also water resistant. And through this process, you can kind of shape it into any, into any shape you want as well. So I would make the perfect baseball bat. It'd be a little wider on top than normal. But the reason why I would love having this is being on the beach One of my favorite things... Also, this is going to get gushy, of course. Number one, you got to go for the heartstrings. Here it comes. Okay. Uh, Number one, as a child, throughout my entire childhood, into my adulthood, whenever I'm on a beach, I'm always looking for rocks. Like incredible skippers, round, smooth rocks. You can watch them go hopefully like 15 times across the water. Those little splashes (laughs) as as it goes. I'm going to be skipping a lot of rocks, okay? I'm going to be picking up a lot of rocks as well. I'm going to be like... telling myself I'm going to hit the coconut on that tree to the left there. I'm going to be doing a lot of aiming practice like that. I'm going to be throwing rocks at birds. I'm going to be throwing uh, rocks at things going through the wind. you know. But part of this too is having a bat and throwing rocks up in the air and hitting them with a bat cleanly and out into the ocean. There is probably going to be no better feeling. And just doing that over and over and over and over again. And this is the one thing, the one thing that when I was going over this list, mentioning this to my girlfriend, she mentioned that if you ever do get off that island, which I'm not planning on, but if I ever do, then I might be able to go and sign a baseball contract and become a baseball player when I get back. So this is my one thing where, like, okay, when I get you're back, you're getting the on everyone's, you're on
0: your high horse this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Leading up okay. to your number one, you sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, all all I wanted to do (laughs) was play
1: play guitar at a party and and quote Shakespeare. But but Mitch has his eyes on a two hundred million dollar MLB career. (laughs) Hey hey hey
2: hey! You know what? When when you spend twelve years, you know your your prime years of thirty to forty two, hitting rocks (laughs) with a bat. And, 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 and knocking fish, fish, or not fish, uh, fish out of the water and birds out of the sky with rocks. Your arm's probably going to be good to go to play shortstop for the Minnesota twins. You know, we haven't been that good. Put me in coach. Um, <laughs> but then also this bat because it's water resistant. So I can go in the water with it. It's not going to warp. It's not going to fade. It's not going to, I know again, this sounds like an infomercial. I, that's not what this is. Um, also, I can go to the jungle with it. I can I can get brush out of the way. Um, I can knock fruit out of trees. Uh, again, delicious little piggies. that are running by. Boom, pop on the head. Uh, b- bring them home to roast up. That's that's a great meal. Um, but really, what it is is though just that satisfying. Wait, hold on. I I, I can't do this. Hit, hit, I'm
0: hitting the pigs in the head.
2: <laughs> no 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 no. Of, of just I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. Solidly. Solidly uh, hitting a pig across the throat. Uh, no, no, <laughs> oh, these um, goddamn island pigs! <laughs> oh, they are plump. They're slow, and their legs are so short they can't run at all. Um, <laughs> uh, but. Uh. But just hitting rocks as far as the eye can see uh and then also uh uh for one of my friends bachelor parties my friend Morgan from uh, a guy I've known since I was uh uh single digits for part of his bachelor party we got a bunch of fruit and um we had some machetes and some bats and some tennis tennis rackets and we just hit fruit like we just f- pitched it to each other and we just crushed it
0: a- Real fruit a- ninja
2: ala yeah fruit ninja um an actually talented gallagher however you want to see it that is very very fun and i i don't think i would get tired of that um so yeah i have i have the perfect bat and then also i i was thinking about this for a long time and, and and what to name the bat, because obviously you want to name the bat. And currently right now, um, I play every now and again with a group of guys. Uh, we play baseball at Portage Park here in Chicago. And I got a bat and I named it Meal Ticket. And I burned <laughs> it in um, because, you know, it's my ticket to the show. You know, it's because I can hit whatever. <laughs> but I think on this island, I, I would want to name it after my very first baseball hero. And that's Kirby Puckett. So, the bat's name is Puckett. And unlike Nathan, I'm not going to fuck it. So thank you very
1: much for that. <laughs> well, that's the way you say after three years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you're 12. <laughs> uh.
0: I see, so you go through this entire like process of what to do to this wood, and you were explaining <laughs> that like I need to make the wood stronger, and I need to do this, and all of this. I'm like at, By this point, before you got to the actual baseball part, I'm like, why not just have a machete?
2: <laughs> no, 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 because but machete- But now I know. Yes, yeah, I know, know. now I know. Okay, now okay, I know. Okay, but okay. I was just like, you're like this,
0: I'm like, all right, you can kill things with a machete, you can cut brush with a machete, it's already hard, you don't have to go through this process, but yeah. you can't get back to childhood- You can't do that. (laughs) Not a lot of childhoods have machetes. That's
1: true. That's true. There there are some. There are some, (laughs)
0: unfortunately, in this horrible world that we live in. But uh, other than uh, Nathan (laughs) trying to find a way to fuck an umbrella, those were both very nice, genuine answers. You were both getting three points for your number one. Wow. Uh,
2: What a list. What a list. What an episode. What a list. What an an episode. episode.
0: So. Nobody said the names on the three post-its of mystery. Can,
1: can I make a guess at what one of them was? Yes. I think you had written down this name, Tom Hanks.
0: One post-it of mystery, yep. yeah. Tom Hanks. Um,
2: is, is, is is another one Gilligan or something no. of that nation? Okay. Oh, interesting.
0: Because this is desert island items for a comfortable castaway, I also had Wilson uh, and FedEx, I was trying to bait you with things washing up ashore. Uh, Nobody fell for it. You guys are both so sorry. wise, wise men. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It wouldn't have made a difference anyway, because that means that Mitchell, you have won by one point.
2: Yeah! Oh. What did I what say? Have- what did I say before I went into my number one? I was like, I love it when I get that kind of confidence, you know, the wind in my sails. Sorry.
0: You got the damn wind into your sails, your three sheets to the wind after sucking down your nutri Bullets. <laughs> we know exactly where you are. Uh, so yeah, 12 to 11, Mitch wins by one point, which means we are down to the final part of the show where I get to give you my fast five failed Taco Bell menu items. Ooh. Number five, the Chalupa Changa. Your typical shredded chicken chalupa, which already has a fried pita-like tortilla shell, is lathered in lard, flour, eggs, and of course, Doritos Locos taco shell breadcrumbs. Before it heads to the fryer for another deep fry, served in a nacho trough, the chalupa changa was finished off with ground beef coating from the nearest meat hose. It was removed from the menu when breathing in its scent caused heart attacks. Oh
2: my god. That sounds... I would eat that. I would absolutely do Me too. Do it. Me that, too. That sounds like a Minnesota State Fair delicacy. Absolutely.
0: Alright. The number four... The Alexander Graham Nachos Bell Grande.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this failed menu item stemmed from a partnership with Warner Brothers in 1993 marketing campaign for the Sylvester Stallone, Sandra Bullock, Wesley Snipes vehicle, Demolition Man. Of course, as we all know, the plot reveals Taco Bell is the winner of the franchise war, standing as the last remaining restaurant chain in 2032. Meant to symbolize the past with the fictional future, the Alexander Graham Nachos Belgrande was to be history trivia wrapped in film marketing, but was removed from circulation when racist protests rang out in the streets of Americans refusing to learn history from Mexican food. Oh, how far we've come. <laughs> Number three, the beefy 23-layer burrito, Chicago Bulls, second Pete. Michael's back and so is the beefy 23 layer burrito with a diameter of 11 and a half inches this girthy monstrosity could barely be held let alone eaten you would think its size led to its downfall but no patrons got bored when the ingredients just started repeating themselves after the 10th layer (laughs) (laughs) number two the spicy grilled cheese vegetarian black bean quesadilla gordita roll up supreme I have no joke, it <laughs> failed because it's a vegetarian. <laughs> and number one, the triple brunch wrap supreme. Ooh. We start with tortillas milled in an aftermarket Little Caesars dough press, giving us enough surface area to pack in the brunch essentials. And everything bagel with cream cheese, bacon, avocado toast, biscuits and gravy, a blintz, bacon, cinnamon toast crunch, a strawberry Nutella crepe, eggs bacon, canadian bacon, <laughs> ham off the bone, a raspberry scone, a blueberry muffin, bacon, pancakes, bacon, hash browns, bacon and a single drop of salsa. All of this with bottomless Mountain Dew Baja Blast mimosas. And although this menu item failed, the mimosas were the foundation for the modern Taco Bell Cantina. Oh. <laughs> so there-
2: oh. Mm. So there they
0: are, the top five uh, failed uh, Taco Bell menu items, but hey, that's this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Wow. And with perfectly coiffed ginger hair near the fanless stands of Wrigley Field has been Mitch Brinkman! And with flowing locks that would make Christ swoon has been
1: Nathan Hennenstein.
0: And I have been Brian Ernst. and as Biz Bear always says, leave the gun, take the honey. Auf Wiedersehen and adios. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from.
2: If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay.
1: Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. best thing I could do with this stick Uh is give it to you.
2: Oh, wow.
0: Thank you, Mr. Williams.
1: You got it, Elmo.
0: (laughs) Now what is Elmo going to do with this stick?